prayer that has just been offered on behalf of all of us by the sanctuary choir. This prayer which is a prayer for salvation in the best sense of the word. Salvation as well-being. Salvation as wholeness. Salvation as unity between you and your people. Between us. Between those who are different than us. Bring us that wholeness. We thank you that you really are a loving God. You love us like a strong mother and a gentle father. You love us intimately. You love us with intimacy. You love us up close. You take down the walls. And we thank you for that and we praise you. Amen. As I was thinking about Pride Sunday several months ago and beginning plans for this service, I found myself transported to the 70s. I found myself transported to the time when gay pride parades were exotic. They were a novelty. And I remember back in 1976 when I was 16 years old watching those national news broadcasts and seeing those guys in leather and those men in dresses and seeing the, the lesbians go down the streets of San Francisco and New York. And I remember finding it difficult to imagine that that, that was really happening somewhere. And I remember wishing that somehow I could be there. And I remember thinking that I was the only gay teenager in Kansas City. <laughs> that all the gay people lived in San Francisco or New York. But I dreamed about the day that I could be there. I, I would watch those newscasts and then I would go down to my bedroom in the basement and it seemed like only was I miles away from really being who God created me to be. It's like I was a lifetime away. And I found it hard to believe as I was there in my basement bedroom that I would ever march in a parade because good Nazarene boys couldn't be gay. So I tried to do the straight thing. <laughs> I dated one of the high school cheerleaders. Her name was Susie Sunshine Schultz. I'm not teasing. <laughs> You, you, may, you may think I'm joking about that, but that's really who she was. And, uh, and I remember it just it didn't click. And I remember thinking I would never be myself and that God really couldn't love me. Last night as our contingent so proudly paraded down Westheimer, I was amazed and blessed by all the 16 and 17 year olds that I saw along the street. All the young people who were really being themselves and being free. And I saw families. I, I can't tell you how many children uh, came to me for, for beads as I went along the street. It, it was overwhelming. And seniors, it was all ages and all colors. And it was powerful. That's one reason I was up till 3.30 this morning. I just, I just couldn't come down.
from seeing the power that was on the streets last night and the beauty. I remember thinking that as everyone was cheering, that, that heaven was cheering too. That, that for those moments, it, it, it's like heaven had descended. It was powerful. But even as I threw those beads, <laughs> there was a bittersweet moment or two because I found myself thinking about those who weren't there. You see, our celebration will not be complete until everyone is free to be who God's created them to be. And last night there was a 16-year-old somewhere hurting. trapped behind the walls of their own home and even worse trapped behind the walls of their own heart somewhere there is a teenager 16 years old who even today is going to go to a church somewhere probably even in this city and hear a preacher today get up in the pulpit and put down what happened on our streets last night and point to our celebration as an example of the moral division in our country. And some preacher today probably in this city is going to say what happened on Westheimer last night was an abomination. And some 16 year old is going to say, that must be me. That must be me. The celebration will not be complete until all the walls come down. There's a pastor or a Sunday school teacher or a music director somewhere who has created an identity in order to be in the church that they're in. Or there's a TG person somewhere trapped behind the walls of an identity that has never really fit. Or there's a lesbian or gay male couple worshiping somewhere today wanting to put their arm around their beloved but they know they best not walls while we were parading there were other people hiding behind walls <laughs> oh in that bittersweet celebration last night I was reminded again of our calling and our mission to be a church that takes down walls. A church that gives people a direct experience of God. A God who's real. A God who does not create abominations, but people with real hearts that just want to be loved. How did love ever get spoken in the same breath as abomination? That must break God's heart. Our scriptures today talk about this idea of walls, <laughs> walls that God wants to bring down. The, the psalm you heard today is a psalm where the psalmist is feeling walled in by those who are making accusations. 
like the accusations that many of us have felt. And that psalmist continues to believe that God will break through the walls. The psalmist says, as, as I remain steadfast, as I remain faithful, as I pray, as I call out to you, I know, O oh God, that you will come to me. It's the individual walls that the psalmist is talking about. And then our scripture today from Galatians, it talks about the walls that sometimes emerge between people. You know, Jesus came to break down the walls, but from the earliest days, the Christian church has struggled with this issue. And in those first few years as the Christian church was emerging, the walls were between those who felt that new Christians had to take on all the laws of their previous Jewish heritage. And some said, yes, you do, and others said, no, you don't. It ended up being a big, contentious battle. So here Paul, who was a Jew, is crying out because he sees the division that's happening. He sees the walls that are happening. And he knows that these divisions really become inner divisions, that it's tearing people apart. And so Paul is calling for the walls to come down. That is our calling and our challenge, to first of all let the walls inside of us come down, and then the walls between us come down. Our God is a God who breaks through walls, and I dream of the day when heaven will be home on earth, because we experience that relationship and then we share that relationship. Got any walls today? Most of us do, let's be honest. And yet God is ready to break through those walls to help all of us become who we really can be. Here's the story of Don, who struggled with some wall issues. In my own life, I put up walls. Believe me, I am a master brick builder. I have put walls around myself that have put the Berlin Wall to shame. When I was a child, it was easier to build walls than to let people know that I was scarred and wounded. It was easier to believe that everyone saw me as someone I was not than to let them see me wounded and frail. I had put up such walls that I was on, only allowing God to have in here and there. I was only giving sections of my life to God. One day, though, the wall came down and I found an incredible peace and strength and hope. I let God break through all my walls. I let God take leadership. I quit hiding my life behind walls. Yes, there are a lot of things in today's world that makes us want to put up walls and hide. Yet now, for me, God keeps breaking through those walls. Mm. What a powerful and beautiful picture. One of the things I love about resurrection, one of the things that I think makes us different is that we don't have to compartmentalize our lives. We can then get in to the real stuff <laughs> about that moment-by-moment -moment relationship, relationship with each other, relationship with God, relationship with ourselves.
we do have this tendency I think sometimes to let God remove a few bricks and then we put a few more up and then God removes a few bricks and we put some more up there is that tendency and yet the beauty of this psalm today the beauty of our scripture is that brick by brick by brick God wants to take all the walls down so that we can just be the walls come down for a reason not just so that we can be at peace and be happy not just so that we can be blessed but that we can then take that blessing and take that freedom and direct it towards the heaven on earth that God wants to create once the walls do come down a blessing is not just something that we wallow in that we soak in with the blessing becomes a responsibility I know that my responsibility as pastor of this church is to every 16 year old or 17 year old out there who needs this message for many it is a matter of life or death and just in recent weeks a teenager in the Carolinas was killed because of homophobia we have a challenge and a responsibility to take the blessings that we have and direct them towards changing our world taking down those walls our walls come down so we can take the walls down that are around us so yes God breaks down the walls to meet us but then God takes down the walls to energize us that we can be about transformation one of our interim executive directors with MCC was Carrie LaBelle for a while she was the executive director of the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force and uh, she made a keynote address that continues to resonate in my heart it's a call and a challenge to be people that work for breakthroughs and I'd like you to hear some of her address these are the words of Carrie LaBelle if we want to build a movement that is transformational we will model honesty we will model openness, and we will take the risks that challenge conventional thinking. We will act with integrity in our personal relationships and in our relationships with our colleagues. We will seek out and lift up every voice, challenged by what we hear, but not afraid. We will listen to every voice. The true test of democracy is how it embraces those who look, act, and think differently, not just those who are the same. This is the world we dream of, a more compassionate society, one that values the worth and dignity of all people. We can't subscribe to the I'll get mine now when we'll add you later mode of politics. As a woman, as a lesbian, as a Jew, I can't be a woman on Thursday, a lesbian on Friday, and a Jew on Saturday. I believe that to move forward, each of us, each of us must move forward together. Yet I challenge you to go further. I challenge each of you to break through your world to a new place, to challenge your assumptions, to develop new relationships, to act as though the world that you create for yourself and your community is the model that each of us should live by. I challenge you to tear down your walls, to tear down your stereotypes, 
and to lead. This whole calling to take down walls, it, it really is not just a, a GLBTQ issue. It, it's an issue that touches all of us, but we are called to take it even further. I think that we, as a people who so often have been excluded, have a special sensitivity to reach out to others who have been excluded. Heaven will not be complete until everyone is included in the transformation and that means being challenged to move past stereotypes so I started thinking about who is it that GLBTQ people discriminate against and it seems to me that one group that is discriminated against broadly are the poor and the homeless are we willing to be challenged on the walls that separate us from those who we sometimes instinctively feel may be beneath us. It's natural, I think, for us to look at someone holding a sign on a median and as we drive by to even subconsciously think that person probably made life choices that put them there. And perhaps even subconsciously we drive by and we say there but for the grace of God go I as if somehow that person's beneath God's grace I don't think any of us would raise our hand and say I discriminate against the poor and the homeless but there is a wall a wall that we hide behind in our busyness a wall that we hide behind in our achievement if we're going to talk about breaking through walls then we've got to break through all the walls as some of our great and wise leaders have said none of us are free until everyone's free there was a good church person who found her wall broken through as she ministered to one who was poor she decided to make it part of her worship practice to give money to a poor person every Sunday on the way to church. This made her feel real good about herself. <laughs> it made her feel good when she got to worship. And as she began this practice, there was one woman who she particularly began to attend to. And every Sunday morning on the way to church, I'll call her Kristen, began to give this woman in the median a $20 bill. This happened for many weeks and it became a practice, but they never had a conversation. Kristen just rolled down her window and gave the $20 bill to the woman on the median. Kristen then had a trip that took her out of town for an extended period of time. When she got back, she returned to her practice of going to church and stopping at the median. But on this, her first Sunday back after several weeks, when she rolled down the window and put her 20 out, the woman on the median didn't take the 20. Instead, she took Kristen's hand. And she said, I've been worried about you. Are you okay? I've missed you. At that moment, the woman on the median became a person. And at that moment, it was no longer an exchange 
between a have and a have not. It was a relationship between two children of God. And Kristen looked into the eyes of that woman for the first time and she said, are you going to be here around 1230? I want to come and pick you up and take you to lunch. That began a friendship that continues to this day. They sat down for lunch and the woman on the median was no longer just a woman on the median. Her name was Ann. Who was Ann? She had a great career at one point as a medical technician. But rheumatoid arthritis gnarled her hands so she could no longer perform the function for which she was trained. Yeah, she got disability, but the disability was not enough to cover both food and a home. Yeah, Anne went right to the social service system and she got on a three-year waiting list for low-income housing. Kristen was able to see the day when Anne's name came up on that waiting list and she had her apartment. But the key here is that we don't know the stories of those we distance ourselves from. And somehow I believe that that preacher today who's talking about abominations would be talking about people if that preacher really sat down and talked to us. I believe in the bottom of my heart that to know us is to love us. <laughs> and somehow it's when the walls come down and the relationships happen that we will create this home on earth. Our God is a breakthrough God. And I'd like us to proclaim that and preach that and share that as a congregation. So there's a phrase I'd like us to share together that echoes the words of the psalmist. And the phrase is this, with God we break through walls. Say that with me. With God we break through walls. Say it again. With God we break through walls. That's our calling. It's our calling and it's God's dream. How amazing to be a part of that. I have a litany I'd like us to share together. And when I raise my hand, I invite you to repeat the phrase that you just proclaimed. When I raise my hand, simply say, with God we break through walls. Let's try it. With God we break through walls. Then all that has divided us will come together. With God we break through walls. And then compassion will be joined to power. With God we break through walls. Then mercy will come to a world that is harsh. With God we break through walls. And then both women and men will be strong. With God we break through walls. And then both men and women will be gentle. With God we break through walls. And then no person will be subject to another's will. With God we break through walls. And then all will be rich and free and diverse. With God we break through walls and then the greed of some 
will give way to the need of many. With God, we break through walls, and then all will share equally in the earth's abundance. With God, we break through walls, and then all will care for the weak, the sick, and the old. With God, we break through walls, and then all will nourish the young. With God, we break through walls, and then all will live in harmony with each other and the earth. With God, we break through walls, and then everywhere will be called home once again. Loving and gracious God, thank you for breaking through walls. And our prayer today is that you will ultimately break through all the walls that divide, the walls we carry within our own hearts and the walls that separate us from each other. And that when these walls come down, we indeed will be home. Thank you, God. Amen.